the USL show, also known as The View for Soccer. I gave a very pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. USL show. Um, it's a podcast about the USL championship. Would you imagine? Not about League One. I'm sorry. We just don't have enough time in the week. But here we are. Uh, it's it's two Evans and Ryan. I'm here. Pony's here. Yep. Happy Thursday. And uh, thank you, thank you. And and Ryan's here. Hello. How is everyone? Easy enough. Oh, we're, we're well. I'm all right. How are, is this like a hive mind thing? Like, do I speak for both Evans? Go for it. We'll see. We're we're okay. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's, how, how are you, Ryan? Are you, are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Good. Solid. Solid. Um, uh, bu- busy transfer week. One of the busiest transfer weeks I think we've had around these parts in a while, right? It feels like it at least. Chris Weehan's big transfer from Orange County, New Mexico probably leads the week. No. No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah, no. No, I don't think... I mean, like, Gabriel Oberton, I think, as far as, like... I, I don't know. Club name power wins out on that one. And then... Like... Darren Maddox is interesting. I've made a lot of people in New Mexico very upset. I apologize. I did buy one of your Meow Wolf kits, so bridge over troubled water, hopefully. And then I think Ben Mines going to Orange County. Hell, everything going on in Orange County. <laughs> Besides Chris Weehan leaving has kind of overtaken Weehan going back to New Mexico United. Um... But, yeah, I mean, if, if you'd like to start there, Ryan, we, we sure can. Um, in New Mexico gets back former uh, Lobos striker uh, and former New Mexico United forward, Chris Weehan. And then not only do they just bring him back, they also sign him to a new deal that runs through 2023, which is closer than I'd like to think about right now. Um, an all-around wonderful ambassador for the club for all intents and purposes and then a pretty good goal scorer for yeah, a team that's needed one of those yeah it's an interesting signing for them that they actually paid cash for Behan yeah. and there was a little debate online about what the actual fee was for Wehan being <laughs> signed but I because, think because nothing can ever just be you know <laughs> straightforward around here I think it was upwards of at least 80000 which is interesting to have a USL club thinking within that amount of money, within their budget, to spend on just player salaries alone, just pe- player acquisitions alone, which yeah. uh, it kind of ushers in a new era for USL, if you will. Didn't his wife come in and say that was a lie? Yeah. 
yeah, his wife did in fact come out and say that was a lie, which usually I feel like that would be reserved for PJ Savage and company, um, or you know, Yashin Groff, many of the various online agents in the USL world. But if your wife says that's not true, I you know, she was there. I mean, worst case, he's not going to debate that because if he does, that's just going to be a whole new issue. <laughs> That's how we should try to get all of our news from here on out, is through player wives. I'm sure someone else has tried that before. It seems like a slippery slope. Hey, um, cool kind of thing, I guess. I, I don't... I'm not Nicholas Murray. I think Chris Weehan's next appearance will be number 100. I wouldn't be surprised, because he's been around for a while. I mean, In USL. Um, and I'm sure it'll be nice for him to get that with New Mexico United, who he has most of his caps with. Um... Which is funny because I just said if y'all listened to our show from a couple weeks ago when we had Matt from Unused Substitutes on, I just talked about how I feel like guys hitting triple digits in USL is a rarity, and now there's been like six since I said that. So I picked a bad week to do that, but here we are. He might be there. It's, it's going to be close if he's there or not. Yeah. Because of that 2018 year where he was on loan at Reno. Let's still count them. Yeah. It's close. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it's 99 in USL. I'm sure he'll eventually hit 100 with New Mexico if he keeps playing there through through 2023. Um, yeah, it doesn't mention anything about his, his appearances for New Mexico United. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a really, a really solid move for, for United, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a good pickup. I mean, he's been... I mean, people are from like the West Coast between Reno and New Mexico and Orange County. He's been a good player, and even San Jose for a few games. Um, speaking of Orange County, their two arrivals, Dylan Powers, comes in from from Dundee United, um, which is good to see him back in the states and. And that'll be a nice sort of uh, like wide option. I know he he played. I think he played midfield and defense at points for the Rapids. And then I don't know where Dundee played him. I'm sorry I didn't follow um, the, uh, the, the championship of of Scottish football. But their Premiership um, football again. Well, no, but I mean he was in the championship last year with them. They're back to the Premiership now. Yeah, no, I I know, but that's irrelevant to this. Thank you. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, so that'll be good. And then they grab Ben Mize from Cincinnati because, you know, uh, why not? Um, but I think the one that will take up most of our of our Orange County time that we've allotted is uh, Braden Cloutier is no longer their coach. Usually parted one. ways. Oh yes, that's right. They've they've mutually. I actually didn't say uh, that he got fired like I did earlier today um, in our DMs. Whoops, did it there. Uh, yeah, mutually parted ways. I mean, mutually parted and ways always feels like fired just with less steps. That's like a that's like a it won't go on your permanent record if you just leave. Kind of fired with honor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honorably discharged by Orange County SC. Um. I don't know. I don't know. They're in a playoff spot. Are they as good as they should be? Probably not. Are they as bad as they could be? No. Have we seen 
guys get fired for less yeah it's all very strange to me I, I mean I guess there's something to be said about like needing to move on at some point but they they did just replace him with uh, I, I'm not going to remember the guy's name off the top of my head but hopefully I won't have to search too long to find it <laughs> um I mean, Orange County is just five points above Sacramento Republic for a playoff spot in the Pacific Division. But they only have one win in their last five games. Yeah. 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 I mean, to me, this is one I'm going to chat. I mean, I would, I would, I'm not shocked at this because Orange County's coaching job was in the list of like five or six or ago. These are teams who want to win the Cup. These are teams who have the, those mm-hmm. ambitions, and if halfway, two-thirds of the way th- through the season, you're saying, yeah, we're holding on to the last playoff spot, that's not inspiring confidence in the team and in the management and the upper levels where Orange County was supposed to be good. Uh, Richard Chaplow for everyone playing at home which is weird because he was the first assistant well a in club history but like he was the number one assistant under um clotier so like i don't know that he's gonna have this drastically different viewpoint on what the team will be um to steal one of alan's lines from our group dms is how much of a change are you going to see really here? I mean, I guess the good news is, is we're in August of a season that ends in, in October. Um, so he's essentially a, a caretaker, man. I, I, and to sorry. be fair to Orange County, uh, second place Tacoma Defiance, which is still incredibly shocking to see yeah. them there, yeah. has only 27 points with Orange County at 26. So it's right. not right. so far beyond Orange County to nab the second spot in the Pacific Division. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe. I think it is. I, I mean, to me, I think Orange County is probably best case third. But... I, to, to, I, Tacoma I, does have two matches in hand, as does Sacramento. Oakland no. has four matches in... Or, yeah, four matches in hand. I'm glad they're finally playing soccer. To be fair, on a turf Oakland field, on a on anything, <laughs> they're playing. Um, and I mean, it'll be interesting to see what Orange County looks like with those new pieces in Vines and and um, well, not Vines, not Sam Vines at all. I thought of I thought of fullback and went right to Sam Vines, who currently plays for the Colorado Rapids, not Dylan Powers, who used to. That was how my brain works tonight, apparently, with uh, with Dylan Powers and, and Ben Mines with, at the club. Um, and maybe more. Who knows? They might use some Weehan money to bring in some more people. Yeah, I think... We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, to me, this is more of a move to say, like, the just an overall move to say, you know, finishing third, fourth, that's not acceptable. We are a team who's going to be challenged mm. for the Cup, and this is what we're going to do. If you can't deal with this, you don't deserve to be here. And does that? Well, I think change? I mean I think that's a harsh move, and sure. I mean, there's probably no problem to me with if we would have kept him around. It's one of right. those where if you want to win the cup and your team is trying to hold on to one of the last playoff spots, that's a thing. You have all right to move on from at that point and say, 
we gave you the pieces, we did, we did this, this, and that, and if you can't do it, sorry. Well, giving... Does that change if, when USL goes back to two conferences? Yeah, we'll I think it could a bit because, I mean, just the strength of each conference is always going to mess things up, but... I mean, I think it's probably the same yeah. as, uh, like, if uh, this was just two conferences and Orange County was sixth, it's kind of the same thing. Go, mm-hmm. you know, that's not good enough. We want to be a top-four team. If you can't do that, too bad. Sure. It's just one of those where I'm sure at some point in contract negotiations it was laid out of you have to be this good. And, like I said, I don't want to see anyone lose their job, but if you say right. you have to do X and someone doesn't do X, you're within the right to let them go. As much as I think he's probably still in the top maybe half of coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. Ryan, your thoughts? Same topic. Fair. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Orange County can do kind of just going forward. It's for making coaching changes within midseason of the UFO is something becoming more common, I guess, as we go forward within the league, but uh, especially kind of within the last, I guess, two years that we've had, it seems like it doesn't happen so often that we have a precedent to set for how these teams go. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll keep it out west. Um, Oh, man. All three of these are interesting. I, I guess we'll start with Tulsa. Um, Victor Milke from a bunch of teams in Liga MX, uh, but I, I think Tulsa needed some defense. And I mean, admittedly, if you spend if you're 26 and you've spent seven years in various professional levels of Mexican soccer, I, anyone's going to try to sign this guy. Um, but you know. Querétaro, um, for a while, um, yeah, Sorona, really, I mean, apparently a pretty solid defender, um, and I think Tulsa needed a little, little bit more depth, I mean, in general, um, but definitely to have another defensive piece is, is always helpful. Yeah, I mean, Tulsa is currently tied with Indy 11 on points at 22, but... Uh, Speaking of goal differential. Yeah, goal differential comes into play. I, After we saw what Indy 11 did to Loudoun United this week, and I'm more worried for Indy 11 than I am for Tulsa at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those where there's... I mean, there's options. This is the pretty competitive, I guess, division, is what they're calling them. But I could see it going a bunch of ways. I mean, this could be a signing that helps push someone over the edge. But at the same time, I'm not sure it makes anyone a championship contender. It's just one of those where you might up your position from being a low-end playoff team to a team who actually might make it out of the first round. And I think people need to be aware of where they stand at this point. 
Yeah, after starting the season so quickly, Tulsa finds themselves outside of the playoff picture and they need to quickly find themselves back in the top four of the Central Division. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, speak, more defenders uh, and more former Rapid. Very, uh, shout out to Hold the High Line with, with the friends of the program. Uh, Mark Goodman and, and uh, why I'm a terrible human being. I literally just saw a tweet by him too. That's really frustrating for Evan. And he's a ginger, so it's even worse. I'm like letting my own people down. Pony, he's the name of, of Matt Pollard. Thank you. Um, yeah, shout out to the whole line guys. Uh, Courtney Ford to San Antonio on loan from the Rapids. Um, which that's a, another solid player and I'm glad that, that there's these guys who are not being used in MLS that are now getting at least loaned out for two or three months to the championship so that they can presumably play soccer yeah I mean and San Antonio is an interesting one too because they're, they are a weird team so far this year Yeah. I mean looking at San Antonio just as like goals scored if they score multiple goals, they have six wins and a draw. If they don't score multiple goals, they have not won a game. So, they are one of those teams that they can't win those 1-0 games. So, if they could bring someone in who might let them win a 1-0 game, that's good. I mean, the club for San Antonio has a plus five goal differential more than you can say about Austin Gold, who has a negative three goal differential. Mm-hmm. San Antonio could still very well find themselves in a playoff spot come the end of the season. They're only a point behind Bold, and they're four points behind Colorado Springs. I mean, given what we've seen the last few weeks, I think Bold are basically done. Unless yeah. something happens, they have thrown in the towel, and it's San Antonio should just sneak into that fourth spot, and we'll see how they do from there, but well, I mean, you also guys have New Mexico, too, who's also playing decent enough. Yeah. So it'll be a fight, but I think Austin is... I think their season's over. They're in that fire shell mode of what the heck's going to happen to this team next year. It's On been, and off it's the field, unfortunate. they're done. Yeah. Literally what's going to happen to this team next year. I mean, what and where? Fort Worth, Corpus Christi's. Yeah. Uh, the parking lot behind where Austin FC play right now. Matthew McConaughey's house. Who knows? Who knows? Might be better than Austin FC right now in MLS. Uh, maybe. Maybe. It's better than that um, weird Oakland field that has that weird neon green <laughs> grass at times. So easy to see things with that with that field color. Um. Yeah, man rough. Speaking of, of neon green, Darren Maddox, it's because Jamaica has some neon green in their kits, usually. Uh, to Phoenix, because, you know... Because neon about, green. Because, yeah, because neon green. Yeah, thank you. No, because, you know, what's another huge, really seasoned forward... In, in Phoenix's arsenal. I mean, I guess them losing Dadashov kind of helps me palette this, but man, 
that's a that's a rough forward group to try to plan around. At some point, Phoenix has to do all of the has to have all of these signings result in a cup. You would imagine, yes. Not a Western Conference final. They need to win the league at some. And not point. a and not a co-championship either. Because they did get one of those. Yeah, they've just been stockpiling players. I mean, I legitimately legitimately buy that the Phoenix two team. If you get their like second best eleven, yeah, probably is a borderline playoff set at this point because they have just been think so dumping so much money into this team like that. Oh wow, they lost this good player. Oh wait, nope, they signed three more players just as good. Okay, they're still gonna be good. Yeah. I mean, more power to them. I mean. I guess you could say buy the league, but no one has managed to really do that ever. In the league. Yeah. That's part of just having no salary cap in the league. And yeah. I know we, uh, to, I guess, quote Harry Kane, have a gentleman's agreement across the league to spend a certain amount, but sure. no one has said that you had to do that. Yeah, it doesn't matter. To so the league, Phoenix does can and will and should. Yeah. I think the only thing only thing that's interesting to me is I don't think anyone has ever bought the league before. I mean, the teams that have come closest to it have kind of not quite got up to the finish line. Uh, yeah. Orlando 2014 lost to Harrisburg in the first round. Various uh, teams that we shall not mention they didn't currently get playing there. their craft in a large city in the state to the direct west of mine. Um, Kentucky. Yeah. No, whoa, where, where are you at? No. What? No. A team that hasn't won in 700 plus days at home. Yeah. That, yeah. That one. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, you know, they they had some problems winning in the playoffs. Uh, I think last year was the closest we've gotten. The two um, uh, air quotes for those listening at home uh, buying the league teams potentially winning the cup and then uh, fate by way of global pandemic intervened for the other fan bases in USL so that no one could have out and out bragging rights last year. Um, but here we are. Uh, speaking of uh, no one being able to see anything, it'll be nice for the 20 people in attendance at next week, next week Charlotte Independence game to watch Gabrielle Oberton, uh, formerly of Manchester United and Newcastle United, um, probably pick up a win because I just said something negative about the Charlotte Independence, which will cause the players on that team to um, beat the Colorado Springs switchbacks this Saturday 2-1 to one or something. Yeah. Just how that goes. Pretty much. I mean, I do have to give a credit to the Charlotte Independence of their players are seem to be much more aware of what people are saying than anyone, any other team. I mean, you could say something else. No, you're wrong. Like, I didn't even quote you or even the team, and you just jumped in on me. Listen, listen. You know what? If you just look up Charlotte Independence on Twitter, and all three of us will be there in some capacity. I mean, you look look up Charlotte Independence and Brandon Militia's Greek House. No, you're wrong. I I think he's got alerts on for your tweets, Pony. I'm going to be honest. I would not be surprised at this point. Yeah. It's just uncanny. It's funny, but it's uncanny, and at times concerning. 
Mm, mm. Because no one should be concerned you've about made, what you, I say at all. Because I am me, who has no yeah. say in this. But yeah, you have precisely zero golden gloves in the USL Championship. And Brandon's got at least one. So I think I have some black gloves somewhere around here. Not the same. Yeah. Not the same. Close enough. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's definitely the best roster that Charlotte and Defendants, I think, have ever have ever had. Um, <laughs> I mean, which is not. And you're gonna get tweeted because you just said that. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, I like like they haven't ever had, you know, a guy of Oberton's pedigree, and then Christian Fuchs, for Christ's sake, has a Premier League title. Yeah. And and then they they always have a very good, very consistent USL guys roster. Yep. They they're um, yeah, they're one of those habitually underestimated teams. Yeah. I mean, they think like no yeah, there's there's like three or four of them and there's one of the teams you go people go, they're this good and you go, No, just put them up one more step. That's where they actually yeah. are. But they're better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're not in a playoff spot right now. Um, the scary thing, I think, for, like, Pittsburgh, actually, if their run of form keeps trending downward, is that they've played 20 games, and Hartford and Charlotte, and hell, even Charleston, have only played 17. Yeah, I mean, I think for me right now, it's... It's a three of Miami, Pittsburgh, Charlotte, Hartford make the playoffs. One's going to get left out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Braden Clotier coach Charleston, actually. Going to get rid of one of the legend coaches? Yeah. I guess he gets to take yeah. over Orange County. Um, that would be kind of cool, too, I guess. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe not. We'll see. Okay. All right. Ryan, do you, would you swap Clotier for Anheuser? Is that is that a fair trade? Okay, then well, I will. Um. So, yeah, I think I think we got all the all the transactions out of the way. Um, Pony, do you have any other thoughts on? I guess things that are happening right now in the league. On things that are happening, I mean. That was really vague for you, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I bring up ten things or just say no, I don't. Mm, but ten were five. Oh, uh, well, we could. I mean, there's a few things that are gonna be interesting. I think to me at the end of the year, like uh, for like trying to projections, like Memphis Tulsa is gonna be really close to a fourth place playoff spot, which is gonna be odd. Yep. Same for you know we have Colorado, New Mexico, and San Antonio is gonna be a tight race for two or three. I think yep. make it in, but. It's going to be a weird year, I think. I mean, I think this is going to be the first year ever that Sacramento is not going to make playoffs because they can't yeah. score. Correct. I mean, I think I saw this. What I think 
their last game was the second time all season they had at least two XG because mm -hmm. they can't take shots consistently. And right, it's right. actually hurting the team a bit. I mean, we went from being a team who is getting sellouts every game, no matter what, to a team who's, you know, 80% 80 capacity, more or less. And I think it kind of proves that even a team who has a fan base has a limit of if you can't do it for such a time, your fans are going to leave. And that's going to hurt yeah. for, I mean, right now it's only been Sacramento, but I think the same could happen if some of these other big teams like a Tampa or a Phoenix or any, or any of these other big teams suddenly have a slump. People are going to start stop showing up, and I think it's one of those things to keep tabs on for the teams of, no, these fans actually care. And to an extent, I like it that the fans actually care. If, if, if a team stops being good, fans shouldn't show up in full force. I mean, who's going to pay, you know, 100, 100 200 bucks like a team to take a family afford to a game where the team's not good? So we'll see how it works out, but... I think it's kind of justified that Sacramento fans are just not showing up every game anymore. I mean, honestly, I have not been to a game in about two years, and I could walk to a game in 20 minutes. But well, you know, walk, get some exercise. Actually, on the weekends, <laughs> that's actually I actually tend to walk past the stadium every Sunday morning. So uh, stalk me, Sacramento fans. Whoa, all right. Wow. That's aggressive. I dare you. Um, well, I mean, I actually ran into some of the, what is it, the Levy, Levy Patrol people when they actually would go to the games, and I would actually go to them too, where they knew who I was somewhat, and that kind of freaked me mm. out. So. Yeah, yeah. That was scary. Uh, Ryan, do you have any thoughts about the, you, you can have five or ten thoughts or zero thoughts about what's happening right now. Yeah, it's interesting seeing these teams that were once like usual draws of attendance figures like San Antonio start to struggle. And I I guess it just shows you kind of the level that we're currently at that there are teams who are constantly going to struggle if they're not going to be a very good team. That wow. if you're not putting out the top product at this level, you're going to it's going to be very difficult to get a type of attendance figure that will make it sustainable for a club in the championship that it pushes teams to be constantly good at what they do when they're not it really hurts for all those teams that just aren't there that it makes such an exclusive group for teams who a have like a constant attendance like a Louisville like a Tampa Bay two teams who have a more fickle attendance like a San Antonio when they just can't draw that number of figure to keep them afloat. Um, I'm going to prematurely take a small victory lap for my Colorado Springs switchbacks prediction at the beginning of the year. Because, you know what? Are they that great defending? Mm, no. Do they score a fuck ton of goals? <laughs> yeah, they do. They sure do. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good to see. It's good to see that, that, uh, that Haji Berry guy is something. Decent player, 18 and 18. 
actually look at a weird time for Colorado Springs. They have never won a game where they haven't scored at least three goals this year. That's exciting. So watch them and watch goals. Yeah, yeah. If you like goals, watch Colorado Springs. And that's all that's all there is to it, really. Is that really true? Oh my god, it might be. It is. Yeah, I see eight wins, no draws, no losses with three or more goals. Great. All right, so there's something to work on for Brendan and the boys is is be able to win a game by scoring two or less. Win one nil, and we suddenly all just lose our fucking minds. I I might do it. You underestimate my ability to get excited about this team. Um, for for personal reasons. Anyway, buy a kit. No, I haven't done yet. I know. I know. What a what a world we live in when I know many people involved with the Colorado Springs Switchbacks organization and I saw a black and white kit that New Mexico United put out with a with a cow skull playing soccer on it and I went, No no no. That one please. I've let everybody down and I'm sorry. Again. At Speak Up and Speak. Please tell me how wrong I am. At the USL Show, if you want to talk to us, ask us questions. Give us things to talk about. Give us things to not talk about. Tell us to stop. Who knows? All the above. We'll be here. Till next week. We'll, uh, we'll watch some goals, I guess. 